so many questions, so many decisions, and we can help answer them all. This is High School 101. Hello and welcome to High School 101. I am your host, Mubina Khan, and this episode is an amazing episode for me because I have with me my former house captain, Susan. Hi everyone, I'm Susan. And not only was she the Pegasus house captain, but she was also an Ivy student who secured a 7 in language and literature SL. And today she'll be telling us how she did that. So Susan, why did you take Langlet SL? So to be honest, it was a very strategic decision. Um, I wanted to pursue medicine and so that kind of made me take biology and chemistry HL. And I was playing very safe with my subjects and I knew language and literature HL would be quite demanding on me and so honest answer I played it safe I took SL. Do you think it's helped in any other ways like unexpected ways since you've graduated? I think it's really interesting because um, like I said I've taken medicine and so you think that maybe language and literature wouldn't help but it's really nice to have a passion on the side as opposed to just your career. And I think that, you know, sometimes it's always nice to just kind of write about little things and just take them in in that sense, just to help yourself, um, just ease off any stress or anything in your life that you're worried about. So in that sense, I would say, yes, definitely it's helped. That's very true. Hobbies are important, especially, you know, a course like Ivy. Uh, what works do you remember reading as part of your course? Anything which stuck with you? We did Handmaid's Tale and we did Macbeth and we also did Caroline Duffy's um, works as well. Honestly, my favorite was probably Handmaid's Tale. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what we worked on. Did you have a least favorite? Least favorite was probably Macbeth. With regards to books you don't resonate with or you don't click with at first, what tips would you give? But it comes down to taking time out of your life, um, which is, you know, you're very busy as an IV student, but you kind of have to sit down and teach yourself more and more about it, hoping that at some point in your you know, journey, you're going to find something to like about it. And I think just that one process has to kind of keep you going because things like Shakespeare, for me in particular, it was kind of hoping, okay, he's a you know big guy. Hopefully there's something that so, uh, someone else has discovered that I haven't discovered that makes him this really huge, well-known person today. And I think that you have to allow yourself to be truly interested on it, on the subject, instead of just looking at it like, oh, I have to study this. Oh, I have to do this. You have to allow yourself to kind of consider that maybe there's a deeper sense into it. That's very true. A strong approach to learning certainly does matter. ICSE and IB have very different approaches to learning. So how did you adapt and how long did it take you to adapt to the new IB way of learning English? So I'll be quite honest with you. I think I was well into IB2 when I finally kind of understood the curriculum and, and what it demands of me. And I think that ICSE is as great as it was, um, you come from writing papers where your opinion is worth maybe two marks in the paper, out of which you're given a mark and a half because, you know, the examiner could potentially differ with you. And you come into the IB where you have to write entire papers where your opinion is the only thing that matters. 
And I think that that difference and that transition does take time and you need to allow yourself um, that time as well because it's so important. And I think that Bridge, um, we had modules such as Deconstruct and I think that they transitioned like my entire batch and I so seamlessly, so well. Um, so yeah, I think having a great support system and just giving myself time to truly understand the process helped me transition. The bridge module certainly was very good for our batch as well. Now the IV exams in general require a great amount of articulation ability and you need to convey your answers in a very concise manner in most subjects, especially English as well. So do you have any general advice on how to be more articulate, more fluent with English overall? I mean, your teachers will already have told you this, but I think planning is something that is so paramount to your success. Um, those first couple of minutes in your exam, just kind of understanding how you're going to structure out your arguments and your thoughts is so important because as soon as you don't know what you're going to write about, you're fumbling, you're, you're all around, you're all over the place and your argument lacks clarity which is exactly what you need. You need to know what you're going to do before you even go ahead and put pen to paper. And I think that, again, giving yourself time, being a little bit patient and like allowing yourself to kind of breathe and take time to say, okay, this is what I want to go ahead and do is so important for the, even the examiner to kind of read through it. Because if the examiner looks at your paper and it's jumbled, they immediately think you don't know what you're saying. So I think it's a great safety precaution to just give yourself a few minutes, get yourself together, and then go out and write your paper. Now, continuing with exam advice, how was your approach to the oral? How did you prepare? And in hindsight, is there anything you wish you would have done? Right. So for my IOC, for my oral exam, I was given Macbeth. Um, again, as we know, not a fan favorite, <laughs> nor was it my favorite. Um, and so this few minutes while we were preparing for it, uh, I do feel like I was a little bit more grumbly about it than I should have been. But in terms of preparation, the only thing that you can really hope for is you have certain arguments and you're putting them out there as best as you can. The oral is difficult and you need to not be so hard on yourself. You need to understand that even if things don't go the way that they're supposed to, you still have so many components of your, you know, IB exam that you can sort of rely on. And, but in terms of preparing for your exam, again, doing the, the like background work is so important. You need to know what you're saying. The IOC is somewhere that has absolutely no room for any type of error, just because when you're talking, it's, it's very easy to lose track of thought, get deflected, go off on a tangent um, that you might not necessarily do while you're writing a paper. So on one hand, you're already kind of going off on a tangent. And if you also don't have a strong argument, then you've kind of lost both sides. But if you have strong context, strong, good content that you're you know, capable and proud about, and then you go off on a tangent, you know, maybe that's forgivable. So I'd say make sure you've got some area to have your footfalls and lose, but make sure you have things to fall back on. Strong context, definitely. The oral, that's one step of the examination over. 
And now to paper one. When it comes to unseen analysis, other than planning during the exam, is there any advice for before the exam? How do you approach this unseen paper? So the best advice that I can give you at this point in time is use your teachers and use your resources to the maximum. Touching on priorities, how did you manage your time when it came to your subjects and prefecture responsibilities and college applications when it all starts piling up? So, you know, last two years of school are a very, very difficult time to find yourself to be in. And me being a prefect, I think it just added to that. But I, I was blessed to have a very, very capable group of 11th graders at the time. And they kind of understood that I had very demanding subjects. And so oftentimes I wouldn't even be there for certain events because I would have class in ACE. Um, but, you know, they, they took on responsibilities very well. And I think that, you know, for any other aspiring house captains or, um, you know, head girl, head boys, any of the prefects really, it's, it's to find um, relief in delegation, I would say. It, it's very difficult to give over work to someone else, but you have to do it for your own sake. And in terms of managing every other thing in life, IB is really about balance. This is, again, a lesson that I learned very, very late into the process. But everything has a learning curve, I suppose. Um, you have to find time. Um, the IB is something that is definitely manageable if you do sort of plan your life out, I would say. Do things early and do things often. Um, and that's really, honestly, the only way that you can go forward. I know that the promise of all-nighters is, is very tempting, but you're just not helping your mental health or your physical health in the long term. Somewhat adding on to that, how, how did you deal with stress, which arose nonetheless? What were your ways of de-stressing? Having a really good support system in your life is, is so important. And I, I don't just mean your friends, um, because you have to understand that your friends are probably going through the same thing as well, whether it's IB, whether it's ISC, everyone's going through the same like college, uh, you know, application system, they're all going through deadlines and submissions. So go easier on your friends. I know it's really easy to unload on them. But sometimes it's really, really nice to talk to a teacher as well, because you might feel as they would never understand. But I know for a fact that it's really good to have difficult conversations sometimes um, with your teachers or with anybody that you're comfortable talking to. But also have hobbies outside of school. This is so important. Read a book, write, go cycle, do something outside of IB. Just get yourself out of the IB headspace every now and then. Allow yourself to be a person outside of school and exist outside of school as well. Um, and I'm sure you'll do great, both with IB and without. That is extremely true. Thank you so much for being here with the listeners and I today. You've been a delight to talk to as always. Without a doubt, this will be really helpful, not only for the current listeners, but also the future batches tuning in. We wish you the best of luck in your current university and your future. Thank you so much. And to all the listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you listen to the next episode as well. This has been High School 101.